Traveling the Vortex. Take me to the pilot, beat me to the train. Take me to the pilot, I'm but a stranger. Take me to the pilot, beat me to the train. Join the doctor as he travels the vortex and arrive at episode number 326. You know, there's three things the same. Poetry, physics, and this podcast. It's the rhyming. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? I'm well. I'm swell. Happy Easter weekend. <laughs> Happy Easter weekend. you guys have a good Easter and a good Easter Saturday? Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> there was new who on, so yeah. it couldn't get any better than that. I'm trying to come up with rhyming words, and you guys are moving way too fast for me. <laughs> okay, maybe not the rhyming. It has to do with the timing. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> we colored eggs Saturday night. Oh, that's fun. We had Easter dinner with the family, and it was fun. Nice. Kids got Easter baskets this morning. Cutest kid ever. Mason comes <laughs> out with a basket. It's one of his old Easter baskets that he'd gotten from Grandma, I think, or something. And it had a little card in it, and it had a little notepad in it that he'd gotten with a pencil. <laughs> and it had a $20 bill laying on top. And he gave it to Holly and said, Happy Easter, this is for you and Dad. You have to share it. And she goes, Oh, that's nice. And then she passed it over to me. I looked in it, and I went, A $20 bill? I'm like, I want to take this kid's 20 But then on the other hand, he's the most selfless kid ever, so I don't want to say keep your money. So... The thought was, you know, I'll either go stash it back in his wallet later and he'll never know, <laughs> or we'll use it to buy something. Well, as I was digging around, he gave us each a 20. So there was 40 bucks in this wow. thing that he was giving to us. I mean, this is the most selfless kid ever. So last night, I had to make, I had to run an errand. And uh, so I Does went. Does Mason want to come live over here for a while? <laughs> like specifically around well, holidays and, and gift giving occasions? The kid's not hurting for money because he doesn't spend a lot. He just had a birthday, and I think. Well, hopefully nobody knows where I live, but he's probably got about $150 stashed in his room somewhere wow. just from keeping it from Christmas and, and just stuff that he's gotten. It's and he's even, he even, well, he is a good saver, but even he does spend money too. So it's kind of weird that he has so much, but anyway, so Doing jobs on the side, apparently. <laughs> so he's not hurting for money, but he get you know, he does, as, the thought is what counts. Oh yeah, so absolutely. Money. So I last night went to the store and I bought Ghostbusters level pack. And so I picked it up, brought it home with the other night, and I said, later on we'll play my Easter gift from Mason. So I, I, I played it back because I thought, you know, it's really more for him than for me. But I, I, uh, but you got so one you both would enjoy. You got one we both, uh, yeah, I got one we both would enjoy. So it worked out really well. One of my other reasons to get the Ghostbusters pack is because in a lot of these worlds we've been coming across these ghost things. And so uh, yes, the yes. Ghostbusters are some of the few ones that you can do that with and i'm getting tired of hiring heroes for 30 seconds and not getting the task done <laughs> so another great tip is ecto-1 does water if you don't uh, have harry some... potter does oh that's right yeah that's right. harry and uh voldemort do so right. which was fortunate here's a great tip have you gotten i don't have i don't want to spoil anything but there's I think, a i kind of feel like vinkman now does maybe gold i've talked too, about this i think uh, what is vinkman does gold i think that would be great because we I, don't I, have I, gold. I believe he does do gold. not have gold there's a midway arcade level uh-huh. where you actually get dropped into different video games oh, right such a good level <laughs> and one of those video games is gauntlet so you run around through the mazes valkyrie needs food badly that one so you get swarmed unless you have venkman because you fire up Ooh. that proton beam and go and oh, kill great. everything that's, no that's good awesome. advice that's good advice yeah. i need, I, I need that first time i ever felt like i was decent at gauntlet <laughs> because it'll, it'll stretch through walls everybody's decent across, you know. everybody's decent at gauntlet with a ghostbuster <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> we, we we sat there and we were uh, 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 and i went wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's good to know good to know I, anyway that's that's what we did this weekend so oh that's fun yeah. what you did we watched uh deep water horizon which, well, that's the Marky Mark movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, yes and no. <laughs> it's the movie about Deepwater Horizon, you know, the oil rig that exploded. It With was Marky okay. Mark. With Marky Mark. And Kurt Russell. Really? I didn't yeah. know it was in Kurt Russell's great in it. He's pretty much the reason to watch the movie. I wasn't overly impressed with it. It was a lot of spectacle, a lot of explosions. Uh, Michael Bay would have loved it. <laughs> Michael Bay was angry he didn't direct it. <laughs> Probably, because there was a lot of... Like, half of the movie is just one giant explosion. Um, it, 
it didn't quite have the substance that I feel like these true story movies tend to have or should have. I didn't get any more out of the movie than I did from the trailer. Okay. I didn't feel like the characters really overcame anything great or... I mean, obviously they survived, which is a miraculous feat, but... It, I, it just, how much of it is based on a true story, and how much of it is is dramatized? Though, I don't too? I, see. I because don't know. I just I, I ever I guess, since I, I guess saw, a lot of it's based off of the guy who Marky Mark plays his like testimony and his his recounting of what happened. Because to me, if you're showing me a movie that's kind of a docudrama, it's kind of like Titanic. You're taking a tragic event and you're building some romantic story or some dramatic See, story and around really it. Isn't and it just, it kind of grates on my nerves when they, they, they Titanic's far enough removed. That's been a hundred years <laughs> ago, hundred so, plus years ago. That's part of my thing, I think, too. Is this one's it's so, so recent. recent. Yeah. It just feels like too soon and it's not to be like, dramatizing something like and that. And it's horrible that the 11 people died and all that oil flood into the ocean but it's not like it's 9-11 right well and you know, the other it's not thing like is it's that massive scale of a oh they my did God, that, that this is a... the downing of or the, 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 the plane that crashed in the flight Sully. 93 no no oh, i'm talking oh, about yeah. the the, the, the 9-11 day one but they did that in such a way that it kind of retold what happened on that plane from what we could piece together and while it did have little pieces of I'm sure they've cre- they created characters in order to tell that story. It was about the plane crash. It wasn't about some guy surviving the plane crash or some yeah. guy. You know what that's I mean? That's what this was yeah. like. It See, was about the explosion, not so much the characters surviving the explosion. As opposed to the World Trade Center movie with Nicolas Cage. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah I wasn't overly impressed with it. It was all right. It's If you're intrigued, it's worth watching just to, to see the spectacle of the explosions and... Or Poseidon, you know, I really felt bad about that that true story about that uh, cruise ship. But Sean, that was not true. Oh, it I know. Was. Sorry to burst your bubble. No, it was. I read that on the internet. It has to be true. Huh? <laughs> oh, we also watched the Magnificent Seven remake. It was pretty good. I liked it I liked a it. lot. It wasn't bad. Just not bad, huh? Uh, it, it, okay. It, it's, I'm not a huge Western fan, so. Well, for you saying not bad, not being a huge Western fan is a glowing I, recommendation. I enjoyed it. It was a Western. It was, yeah. I don't know if I've ever actually seen the original. I think I've seen most of Seven Samurai. But I've seen it. But I don't think I've seen the original Western version either. Sarah and I both enjoyed it. There were several characters I really liked a lot. Uh, Ethan Hawke's character and Vincent D'Onofrio's character. D'Onofrio. <laughs> D'Onofrio's a hoot. They're some of the best characters in the movie. Still one of those ones I'm leery about because I'm so beholden to the original. I love the original movie so much. I'm worried about watching <laughs> remake we got it we got a great gift in the mail today from Brittany called the geek baby book so it's a memory journal for every geeky first in your baby's life oh so it's really cute i meant to grab it should we I, tell him I, we've seen it yeah we've seen it. <laughs> oh, have you yeah we was in the know ah uh, we well were, it's we really were, cute we were instrumental in getting her your address <laughs> well he was I don't well, know where you live. <laughs> you, you were contacted. It was uh, I, I was at work, and I said, I'm, I I don't have it on me, but I'm sure I have it when I get home unless Sean gets to this first. <laughs> and about a half hour later, I, there was a uh, message from Sean that said, oh, like, you think I have his address? <laughs> as, as with most of So I went home and got the address for her. <laughs> I, I, I've been to your house. I know where you live. You just don't. I, I, don't I have no idea the address, address here. is. I don't know yeah, I don't. your address. I know where you live. I don't know where I don't know my mom's address. I know where she lives. You'll notice I brought over Mel's baby shower invitation. <laughs> I didn't mail it to you guys. I, I can never remember the address. I, I know my know. address because I have stuff shipped here. That's pretty much the I don't know reason. anybody's addresses off the top of my head, but I have them all written down somewhere. So. <laughs> Sarah has a list. Side, so It's a really cute book. I meant to, I wish it, I would have grabbed it. Looks, it. I, I wish you had too because we hadn't seen the inside. We just got to see the cover. She <laughs> yeah, took a picture. There's or, a lot yeah, of a really of cute ideas of like you create a character when your child's born. And you roll dice to determine the dexterity yeah, and all the awesome. different attributes. <laughs> and then you get levels up. Year one, next level. And then there's that's all these different really cool. cool. It's yeah, really, I, um, we, we don't. We, oh, we just got to see the cover and knew what was coming. We didn't know what. Uh, I will make sure I bring it next you week. You should. Because it's really looks, cool. I, I cool. wish I would have grabbed it. But thank you, Brittany. It was very sweet of you. I think that during the birth, you should have all the doctors and nurses don ape masks. <laughs> so they can say, welcome to the world. And really freak the child off. Just right off the bat. Well, we were talking. I, I, I don't got, think the child would be freaked out. 
so. <laughs> it would no, think it's normal. because that would be normal to it. That's its first normalcy. It would look and go, okay, this is what it's going to look like and, from and here on. Better right. idea. Now, what would freak you guys out? wear ape masks and make the child think that she was like adopted by <laughs> by apes? What would freak the kid until like kindergarten? What would freak the kid out show is up later and... showing the demasking the and then going, oh my god, yeah. If it, she would even have a concept of what was going on at that point, we talked. I got my See, old I toy put box out from my mom's book. house. <laughs> And I'm going to refinish it. <laughs> and we were talking about, yeah, we can get stencils and I can put monkeys on it. And Sarah's like, so long as they're not from Planet of the Apes. <laughs> oh, I was going to get Stelius and You could Cornelius. go stencil cute little monkeys on there. And then one special corner where you don't necessarily see it, you could do Cornelius. Oh, it's, it's got a drawer. And so on the very back. There you go. The <laughs> there you go. No. You just do cute Planet of the Apes there are, stencils. There are like the, uh, have you seen the one, the Cornelius that climbs the the cord, mm-hmm. like that one, that's cute. Or pop figure cute. If the apes Granted, are all, those are apes, not monkeys. Yeah, you know, if they're all like this, and you just paint a jumpsuit on it, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Green and orange. Yeah, see, and... you can get away with that. <laughs> She'd never know. Nope. I think she meant Caesar more than anything else. Oh, oh Don't do Caesar with the face paints and the uh, staff. Yes. And... That might be a bit much. Yeah, <laughs> that might be a bit much. The pictures on the wall are going to be enough. I think Sarah I mean... would even let you get away with one somewhere in incognito i think know. so too yeah. maybe we'll see uh, did you guys see my post about i showed sarah the last jedi trailer and Gemma was just kicking yeah, up a storm I did see that yeah she kicked all through the pilot also wow oh we tried playing this child we tried playing baby. some uh, star trek music for her and she didn't move a bit oh no <laughs> sarah's a bit sad which star trek music did you play we played the next gen theme Okay. We played the end theme from Beyond, which okay. I thought was going to be the remix, but well, it's good it, it to know wasn't. That your baby's going to have good taste. <laughs> and we played the original series theme. Nothing. Nothing from James Horner. No Wrath of Khan. No. Battle in the Butara Nebula. Even I don't think Sarah's even seen Wrath of Khan. I don't know <gasps> if she likes Star Trek. I know it's. I've been trying to get. Uh, Why are you with this woman again? <laughs> well, Break it off now before yeah, it's too late. <laughs> yeah, if she considers herself a Star Trek fan, she can just take that card away. Right, you can take uh, that card away right now. Yeah. If she doesn't see Wrath of Khan, at least she doesn't remember. That is. That's wrong. really cute. That is wrong. What is that? <gasps> Adorable. Mel sent me a picture of uh, Cheyenne <laughs> in her Easter outfit with her big hair, and there's a constant struggle right now because Cheyenne has the most unruly hair. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> out there and every morning mel twists parts of it on the sides and puts it up in those little man bun things but it, there's two of them but they're not long enough to be ponytails because her hair is just too kinky to do anything else with it and i complain it's like oh let her go let it be oh natural just, no it looks like terror it looks like mad scientists i'm just leave her alone and let her go. that's why you like it that's that is why I like it. <laughs> every time she comes running to me i tease it i I pull at it and you know mix it all up. She's like, "Leave the baby alone." I'm like, "No." Granddaughter's hair. (laughs) Yeah. No, I fluff it. I get the brush out and comb it the wrong direction so that it stands up taller. She's totally got Doc Brown hair. (laughs) It backfired on me because she brought me a book. We've started a new thing where every time she brings a book, you stop what you're doing and read the book. Oh yeah, absolutely. She's really hooked on one of these pop up books. I was like, okay, so we pulled it out and she was sitting in my lap and I couldn't see the book over (laughs) here. So then you had to flatten it. So fortunately, it's a book that I've read, I don't know, about nine zillion times. I should add it to my Goodreads count at this point. Because <laughs> um, I, I, we've gone through this particular pop-up book a lot. Mm. Um, so I was kind of able to fudge it and just go, oh, look, it's a peekaboo. Yay, okay, we found the bird. What's next? Uh, which one is this? This is the turtle. Okay. But, um, yeah, so that's her Easter outfit for today. She's a cutie patootie. She is. She is very cute. We watched... Hidden Figures this week. How was that? It is the second best film of last year behind Arrival. Mm. It was amazingly good, and it's thoroughly enjoyable and dramatic and based on a true story and all these wonderful things. And it uh, immediately sent us into a, I'm ready to watch the right stuff and Apollo 13 and you know, <laughs> that whole historical NASA movement. Which will probably jump. I love movies that inspire me to watch other movies. Yeah, I mean, anytime you give me those feels, it's like, yeah, you wouldn't like it. You don't like anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's one of the ones that's on my list of things to watch. It looks good. The only other thing I did this week was went back and start watching Flight of the Concords again. I like that show so much. So good. Oh, can we spoil anybody on Agents of Shield this week? Oh wow! Yeah, I'm caught up on that too. I love that. I'm loving where they're going with it. 
kudos to them for just really making each yeah. segment of this show this season feel different and so much better than Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll still say it. I thoroughly enjoyed the Ghost Rider arc. I figured out what my problem was with it. When Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. debuted, it's a science show. We've got gravity generators and science-y tech stuff. When even the Inhuman stuff is science-based. It's all science-based. And all of a sudden, Ghost Rider comes out and they tried to do magic, but they didn't do it as well as Doctor Strange did it. Doctor Strange made me believe that, okay, I can accept this in this tech world. Unlike, as we've talked about with Doctor Who, it's got to be, you've got to give me a little bit of this for a supernatural element to explain it and they didn't do it well with Ghost Rider so I didn't buy into it and now we've swung back to the tech side yeah, of things and yeah. that's why I think I'm enjoying I can see it so that. much more I can see that I think maybe the reason maybe that's the reason I did enjoy Ghost Rider is because I was already immersed in the Marvel Universe in comics so Probably. that's just that goes hand in hand yeah. with, with what we're seeing so and Doctor Strange works so well because now uh, granted I can see where they made it a little more grounded than Ghost Rider does but then again, Ghost Rider, I liked that there was a lot of ambiguity there as well. We don't know that much about, yeah. you know, his contract with the devil or, or maybe with Whatever. Johnny Blaze, if that was yeah. the, the case, because we kind of got that. But, yeah, but I, I just, uh, kudos to them this season. for I, ju- I wish they could get more eyes on screens because I'm afraid it, it just isn't going to last. There's rumors that it's going to be ending after either this season or next season, especially uh, with in- Inhumans coming. I think it was, is it Jed Whedon? was saying yeah. in an interview that he thought season five would be its last. I'm okay with that if they wrap it up. Give us some sort of resolution. I don't even need a resolution if they can somehow springboard some of the finer points of the characters, not the plots, but the characters into these films. Yeah, that'd I'm be fine okay too. I'm okay with that if they, if they leave it open-ended. But. In our news this week, uh, the sonic screwdriver is going to be added to the Oxford English Dictionary. Rightfully so. We got a whole bunch of it this week. <laughs> and a so, whole bunch of different versions of it. I, I buy the dictionary and like the spine opens and I get a screwdriver? No, yeah. it, it, that's it. it defini- add it physically to the Oxford English Dictionary. Sweet. Do you want to hear the definition? Yeah. Noun. Chiefly science fiction. A, in parentheses, handheld electronic device which uses sound waves to perform various mechanical and technical functions. Rock on! And then there's a little footnote that says, never ever used to assemble cabinets. <laughs> Doesn't work on wood. <laughs> but and it, it, also, it also says originally and chiefly in or with reference to the British television series Doctor Who, of course. Yeah. And then it gives sources of originality like where it originated and then other originality <laughs> supposed to be does it have victor pemberton listed as nv pemberton doctor who fury from the deep transcript of tv program 16 mar will it budge no oh well have to use this it's a sonic screwdriver never fails there Yay. we are neat isn't it all done by sound waves good job i'm glad they got this. and then it goes to reference real life things like physics today and that whole thing's dundee's team of saying they can generate beams with one so it gives different real world and then the how it was i'm just glad victor's getting some credit finally yeah in the oxford english dictionary Dictionary, i mean that's as official as you can get pretty much (laughs) that's more official than the show probably doesn't pay as well but (laughs) (laughs) it's true other interesting that they say primarily doctor i cannot think of an instance outside of doctor other than some of the science stuff where they've said oh we're building a doctor who sonic screwdriver i can't think of a single instance in science fiction where sonic screwdriver has appeared not in reference to doctor who yeah but because it's always in reference or in spoof of yeah yeah occasionally you get a spanner but (laughs) sonic spanner i think that's what it was in inspector space time (laughs) i just thought that was interesting uh, King Jar-, Jar Books have released details for their second novellas, The Flaming Soldier. It follows Eileen Young Husband. It's their spinoff novel that yeah. we've been eagerly awaiting. Novella. Novella. Uh, yeah, sorry, spinoff novella. <laughs> it's going to feature a younger Travers alongside real-life World War II heroine Eileen Young Husband. So that's exciting. Very exciting. And available Very to pre-order exciting. now. Our last bit of news comes from... Record Store Day 2017, which is coming up, and apparently that's a thing. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> Everybody Wait, has did a you guys day. not seriously know that Record Store Day was a thing? No, no I didn't know I there were not. record stores that were really still a thing. I mean, Other than Lawrence. I know a lot of stores are <laughs> selling records again, but 
I didn't know there was a record store. They got store. Soundgarden in Lawrence. That's the only record store I know is that of. A, is that a record store? Yeah, I, it's I primarily a record store. I've never been in there. So, records. You remember records? I, of course I remember okay. records. They're, they're becoming a thing again. Yeah, I knew that. Usually, I mean, they're in Vintage Stock and those kind of places. Usually with young hipsters yeah. because... I'm sure there are record stores in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't surprise me. Yeah. But to have enough record stores out there to have a record store day was what surprised me. And it, like Free Comic Book Day... But they're not free. The record store, the record companies issue a whole bunch of special vinyl, uh, or in some cases, other. Uh, I think it was last year or two years ago. The uh, they brought out the new Metallica album on cassette tape, <laughs> but it was only available sort on of record makes, store day. That sort of makes sense, actually. But. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little special yeah. edition. Sometimes they're picture discs. Sometimes they're just a special edition of an old release. We had. I don't know if we still have it or not. We have the Vince. Cabal, what's the the, uh, the Charlie Brown Christmas? Oh, Vince Lom- not Vince Lombardi. Vince, Vince uh, yeah, I know. Grump, that, that guy. Yeah, yeah. The, the theme music, da, but it's da, a picture da, disc da, on da, vinyl. Da, da. Yeah. So uh, it was a record door stay exclusive. Anyway, yeah. last year we got, uh, we didn't get it at the store, but they did uh, Genesis. Oh, okay. The, um, was it the soundtrack or? I think it was the soundtrack, yeah. Uh, for Genesis of the Daleks. Oh, It was okay. a record store day last year. Oh. I think I remember that being news. Yeah, I think we talked about it. Yeah. So I guess we shouldn't be surprised at record stores. I'm still surprised. <laughs> well, this year... I was probably... You know, uh, last year when we talked about the Genesis of the Daleks one, I was probably surprised that there was even a record store day. <laughs> <laughs> That's how my memory works. And it's because of the success of Genesis of the Daleks that Demon Records is pr- going to present the 2017 vinyl reissue of Doctor Who and the Pescatons on a 180-gram heavyweight Pescaton green-covered vinyl. Ooh... There's also an orange vinyl disc of sound effects. That's cool. That is cool. I'm not often a gimmick buyer. Okay, who am I kidding? I am, but I definitely <laughs> want. I definitely want that. I'm sorry. Can you say that again? I'm a triple so deaf. In my this birthday year. is in June, and so if anybody wants to get that as a gift, I would it's love to. April have that. 22nd. This How much? coming is there a list Saturday. Price for it? If it's anything, I bet that's hard to get. If it's Man, anything that, like. Uh, the Genesis, I think Genesis, we saw what thirty nine. I don't see a price. Oh, on is that this. all? That's not too bad. Thirty nine dollars. Yeah, that's not okay. too bad. <laughs> I was expecting around sixty, seventy dollars. So. Oh, I don't. I don't think it would be that bad. There was a Beatles box set once for free record store day that was up there, but. Yeah, I want that just for the just for the gimmick. I mean, I don't have a. Well, I do have a record player still in my <laughs> my garage on a on an old unit that I still listen to the radio on, and I'm sure it works. The tape deck doesn't, but the. The record players. I'm really torn because I love vinyl culture. I love vinyl culture. I think the the, the whole idea behind it is wonderful. Everything about it, being able to buy records and platters and have them and pull them out and wipe them down with cloth and put them on a thing. But if I'm going to get that into it, I want to be able to put on an album and sit and put my headphones on and lie on the couch and zone out for an hour while this album plays and I never have enough time to actually do that I listen to music all the time but it's usually in the background while I'm running around doing things or I've got it on the mp3 so I can take it with and so I've kind of had that desire to well I could buy a record player and start buying some of this and it's like no you can't (laughs) because you can't consume this format in the way you would want to so that's why I've I've stayed away because it would become another collection and the last thing I need is another collection. <laughs> you guys know me. That's a slippery slope. Yeah. It's not like Cybermen or Daleks. No, it's like, oh, what else can I collect? Ooh. Vinyl. Bumper stickers. Okay. <laughs> I want it for the novelty. Not even not even for the joy of listening to it. <laughs> well, it's kind of like me with the Ghostlight soundtrack on vinyl. I can't yeah. listen to it, but it's the novelty of it. Yeah. Still need to get a frame for it. Well, I'm sure... Glenn would let you come over to his garage and pop it on. Yeah, you can if you That's want. That's true. We could we could listen it's, to the... It's hooked up and everything. I might have to dust the thing off, but mm. I don't think I've opened the top of the silly thing for 10 years. <laughs> for real. My mom actually has one I that she a... still uses. Oh, well, well let's, see. Let's go to your mom's I, house. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, well, let's, let's plan a Saturday. Uh, this is kind over... of a portable one, too. I could probably bring it over. It's got a built-in speaker. It's one of those yeah. style. Well, we'll come over to Glenn's garage. 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 You bring the, 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 the vinyl, I'll bring the beer, you can clean your gutters. <laughs> clean out the garage. Are you While we listen to Ghost Light? The yeah. garage needs a thorough cleaning. Bring over Ghost Light, maybe it'll make it go quicker. <laughs> Although it's just you a got beer and I've got three guys. Ghost Light or <laughs> the cleaning? Both. <laughs> <laughs> 
if you're bringing beer and you're bringing music, I'll bring the garage. I'm just anticipating your garage as being kind of like a man cave. Like we're going to walk in there and find a couch and go, hey. It's not. <laughs> but you know what? Here, hey, it's not. But if we clean it up, it could become be. Well, it could be a recording. Ca- Caitlin's getting the man cave. So it could become yeah. a recording studio too. At that point, but well, that's true. <laughs> we could record in the garage, and it's heated too so. until the door opens. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was way off. Glenn's sitting here thinking I, I, about I, it. I am seriously brainstorming <laughs> now. Yeah, that's actually giving me some motivation to clean the garage. All right, I tell you what. <laughs> if you if you want to go through the effort of seriously thinking about making that the new recording studio down the road i will seriously think about coming over to help <laughs> as will You're i seriously think about it i all will right. seriously think about it all right i'm done all right <laughs> <laughs> that's a quick way to get the yes <laughs> Dude, yes this, this works all the time i got him to agree to break dance <laughs> Just you watch. We're going to get a new spot out of this <laughs> and not actually have to show up. What else we got? <laughs> That's it. Other than, you know, Easter Saturday. Easter Saturday. Still da, riding da, da, that high. Da, da. Yeah. Everybody online going, hey, it's Easter Saturday. And I went, yes. Yes, yes it is. is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, well, uh, the five-ish girls and I, I don't know. I mean, you probably got probably real tired of it. We got into a Doctor Who gif war. Oh, did you? Uh, I didn't see that. Uh, the, the, one of the Facebook threads about posts, because you can post gifts now. There's a whole bunch of Doctor Who gifts that are loaded in there. And uh, it was all, you know, Happy Dancing <laughs> 11, and then Bobbing Head 9, and, <laughs> you know, Guitar Strumming 12. And it was like, guess what today is? You know, was, <laughs> all day long, just back and forth. It was great. Nice. Speaking of the Five-ish fangirls, our first feedback comes from one of them. comes from Holly. She writes, The Pilot. Hey guys, hope you all had a very happy Easter. Doctor Who is back on the air! Yay! The Series 10 opener didn't disappoint. Love okay, the- whoa, 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 stop. Sorry. For, for those of you listening, I suppose now's a good time to sound the spoiler horn. That's true. Yeah. Because it has aired, so it's free to talk about, but if you haven't watched it yet, that's the topic of the go show, watch and it. that's going to be the topic of probably most of the feedback, so... You should go watch it and then come back. Okay, there I'm going to go ahead and continue. Love the jar of sonic screwdrivers in the doctor's office. Loving Bill's character. Can't wait to find out more about her in the upcoming episodes. The use of Nardo in this episode was just the right amount. The special effects for the water creature was great and gave me a bit of a Water of Mars vibe and a bit of the monster from Midnight with repeating Bill's words back to her. Love the reaction to the TARDIS. Looking forward to the what the season has in store for us. I'll wrap it up here so you can get on to your review of the episode. Holly from Wisconsin. Thank you, Holly. I thought also of Waters of Mars, but I did not think of Midnight until she mentioned it. I thought of both, and I will get into that momentarily. (laughs) Up next is Chrissy. Chrissy writes, Penguins on fire! I should read that more dramatically. (laughs) Penguins on fire! So now I I don't know why, but I have the Alicia Keys song in my head. (laughs) This penguin's on fire. <laughs> uh, it'll make sense when you watch it. <laughs> Dear Vortex Boys, this will be quick, but I have a few thoughts about the pilot. The structure of this story feels different from other companion intro episodes we've had before. I can't quite put my finger on why this one feels different, though. Audition. Hmm? It was an audition. It's true. It's a good difference. That's exactly why it was different. It was an audition. (laughs) It's a good different, don't get me wrong. It's like we got the main story going from the start, and that blended with Bill's introduction to the Doctor and everything else. Like she was part of the story, but not the actual story, if that makes any kind of sense. I'm still trying to figure out what I mean, so I may be confusing you all. (laughs) Nope, it's an audition. (laughs) I really like Bill. I like that she's her own person, that she is someone who catches the doctor's eye simply by the virtue of being who she is. There's no funny mystery about her other than she listens to his class lectures and reacts differently than other people do. That, in and of itself, makes her special. She was just fun to get to know, and I'm looking forward to the rest of her travels with the doctor. That's all I have this week. Talk to you later. Chrissy. Thank you, Chrissy. Thank you, Chrissy. And we also have some comments on a Facebook post we made. Glenn, you want to read those? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I'll start. Notice what I did there. Yeah. Uh, Tim, I had them up, actually. <laughs> now, I, now I closed my uh, Kindle. Tim wrote, I 
I love pretty much everything about it. Massively in love with Capaldi's Doctor as a lecturer. Nardole's little additions and asides were wonderful. Like many, I was concerned at Matt Lucas's involvement as I'm in no way fond of his other work. And Bill looks to be an awesome companion, topping off a great TARDIS team. Too true. Very true. Thank you, Tim. Colton says, <laughs> The Movellans showing up to get owned took me by surprise. Well, he didn't watch the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Wish the official Doctor Who Facebook and coming soon trailer hadn't spoiled the return of a certain character, though. 100% agree. Yeah. I but I can know. also... I think I'm I, less angry actually, now. When I, well, when I when I saw that, I thought this is why it was spoiled before us last yeah. week. This is why they announced it. They knew this was coming, and they didn't want to look like they were spoiling it in a trailer, so they were putting it out there. I'm early. assuming this is where it that countdown be, would have. Been. I think so yeah, too. This yeah. seems to me like this is what the BBC does now: is it gets ahead of its own, <laughs> it gets ahead of its well, own surprises, so that you I, are no longer surprised. Yeah, I, I just it's that's weird. I'm still waiting for the episodes like one through five to drop in South America. But <laughs> the other ones, real quick, let me do them real quick. Randy uh, says, like the introduction of the new companion. Evan said, uh, fun story, nice start to the season. And John said, I liked the Bill Heather connection. William Hartnell went by Bill and was married to Heather. I, I didn't did, know that. I did not I didn't either. I, mean, either. I knew he went by Bill, but I didn't know he was married to a Heather. Although I suppose if I had paid attention to Adventure in Time and Space, <laughs> I probably would have known that. Or I would have connected it sooner. And of course, you can uh, reach out to us on any form of social media or send us feedback by going to our website, travelingthevortex.com, and fill out the send us feedback tab. Or just send it to feedback at travelingthevortex.com. Should we let people know what we thought of this episode? No, let's wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week. Until next week. I'm <laughs> <laughs> waiting. Sean was like in a, he was in a zone. So I it was, was almost like, it just like his programming kicked in. Yeah. The... At this point, you could probably tell me we've talked about it. And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the pilot. A chance encounter with a girl with a star in her eye leads to a terrifying chase across time and space. Bill's mind is open to a universe that is bigger and more exciting than she could possibly have imagined. But who is the Doctor? And what is his secret mission with Nardle on Earth? Bum, bum, bum! <laughs> kind of. <laughs> He's always got a caveat. Kind of. Always has a caveat. I'm, What's your kind of? Well, it might just be because Doctor Who's finally back. <laughs> it was kind of bittersweet. I, I, I liked the episode. I liked it a lot. I agree with Holly that as the plot was un, un, unraveling, I kind of thought to myself, well, this is just like Waters of Mars. We've got a monster creature that just is dripping everywhere and almost kind of looks like the same effects. And I almost wondered if it wasn't the virus comeback. But I was like, well, no, that doesn't make any sense. And then the mimicking started. And I was like, well, now it feels like midnight that you're just kind of borrowing elements from these other things to kind of create a new monster. As the doctor explained what it was, it's just sentient fuel. Oh, okay, that's kind of cool. I felt like it, it maybe the explanation part wasn't given quite enough development because normally we kind of go through a couple different options of what maybe the, the the thing is. And this was just like, we can't evade it, we can't run from it, we can't do this. Maybe it's this. Okay. All right, I, it's Doctor Who. I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to yeah. hand wave that away and just enjoy the ride. Everything else about it was phenomenal. Like, I just had a grand time with it. Initially, I was kind of, oh, well, that's all we're going to get. And then, even with the resolution, I was kind of, eh. But the fact that it's the, the first episode of the season, I'm willing to give some of those things a bit more of a slide because I think we're going to revisit a lot of it later on. I wonder if we're not, too, yeah. If we don't, we don't. And that's just one of those. It The, the monster was interesting, but it was so much of a subplot to the story. Yeah, really. Because it very much is Bill's introduction and very much a audition for Bill to join the team. And I thought, I, I really, really liked Bill. And I lo really like that she's not a mystery. That we're not having another mystery companion of what's wrong with this person, what's going on. It's just straight out, she's intrigued by what she doesn't know and would fit well with the doctor. Yeah, come aboard. Yes, thank you for not having some dramatic reason for her joining the TARDIS. Mm -hmm. 
I think for the fact that it that the monster becomes such a subplot, it this is probably what reminded me the most of Rose. It really yeah. felt like it really felt like Rose. It really felt like we're going to focus on the companion. We're going to give you a good solid introduction to who the companion is, and we're going to let the monster of the week be the subplot to this. And I I liked that. I appreciated it. And I came. I of course was joking around, but I'm half serious about I, this. Really, as as she walked into that room, and there was all there was Rivers' picture on the table. There was Susan's picture on the table. There was <laughs> the TARDIS nice, in the corner. Yeah. You could tell that the Doctor was you know had set up residency here. And that's the, my first thought was this is an audition. Oh this yeah, is, this is an audition. Now, as it went along, it cleverly is an audition in the sense of that's what the viewer is getting from it. But the more that it, it comes along, you kind of tell that the doctor is ready to. He's he's obviously got a task here on Earth. That's that's kind of telegraphed to us with that mysterious vault in the basement of the mm-hmm. thing, and that's why he and Narvel are are there. They're they're working on this mystery. They're trying to get into this thing, find out what's going on. That's but I what I liked about it was the fact that the doctor has such a need to have a companion that this is his subconscious way of doing it. He oh, has yeah. met this girl who is auditing his class for absolutely no credit. She's just there. She serves chips in the cafeteria. <laughs> and he's he's got this intrigue about her. It's not as though he's auditioning the next companion, but he's subconsciously auditioning the next he companion. He wouldn't offer her tutoring lessons if he wasn't auditioning. That's her. exactly it. And I think it's it's it he has this subconscious need to have somebody there to be showing the ropes to 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 <coughs> kind of tell, you know, what's going on here. And he sees that in Bill, but I don't think he even consciously is accepting the fact that this is going to be my next companion. I don't think that's a conscious effort. I think it's him wanting to fulfill that void that he has that probably Nardle does not fulfill. (laughs) And so he's trying to fulfill that void, but I don't think he has any intention of taking her anywhere on an adventure, at least consciously. But I think his subconscious is seeping through, and that's why you're getting little pieces. Because even in the future, they could be really clever. Big Finish or somebody could be really clever and put stories in in between... him materializing in the yard. Yeah, absolutely. The, the 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 brilliance of this too is you get a lot of time lapsed in a very clever, nicely paced way. Mm-hmm. Bill does not show up that day and travel with him the next day. There is a lot of development. In fact, they do a nice job of showing you that days have passed that she has come to the uh, um, uh, lecture, the tutoring. And you do see her in class again, and you do see her serving chips again. So there's this nice passage well, of time. Well, the seasons change even. I mean, yeah, it's we get like over the price of a there's full this year nice and a new, passage, new uh, um, semester. There's this nice passage of time that's done really well in this, and I like that because what it does is it's it's not a companion that jumps in the TARDIS immediate, as happened with Rose and with Martha and with yeah. Donna and with Amy. And we get a nice setup. And it lends to more of that audition. Is this the right person to travel? And we get that in this story. And that's what I really, really liked about it. Yeah. The other thing that I, I, I was a little leery about is I've always, from the trailers this season, felt like there was going to be a lot of fan service. And this justified that feeling for me this week. <laughs> but the fan service is done in such a way that all of my family that are not Classic Who fans, just it was it was pieces of set for them. It didn't have to be. There didn't have to be explanation for all the Sonics on there. Although they they did kind of get that. Caitlin specifically got it. Uh, the Movellan scene. That was the most brilliant piece Grr. of the scene. Is oh, <laughs> I love the fact that the, we are just dropped in this war, and it could be Daleks at war with anybody. But for the fans, it's Daleks yeah. at war with the Movellans. We know that. We get that fan service. We get that little nugget, and it makes us feel good as fans. But it took nothing away from it because the goal was to go there because he thought the Dalek could destroy it. That's all it needed. And so it worked really well. And the, the fan service is placed so nicely in there that it's a nugget and not a, a plot point. And I think when yeah. you start making fan service a plot point, that's when you start to lose the new viewers. You start to lose mm-hmm. the people that mm-hmm. aren't on board with classic Doctor Who or don't have any familiarity with it and they feel lost i.e. the beginning of the Doctor Who movie, which <laughs> that's that's a whole argument that goes on in fandom all the time, that there's just way too much, you know, uh, you, you can't bring new viewers on because there's way too much of an info dump to catch everybody up. This does a nice job of just placing those as set pieces, and those of us that, that get it, we love it, and the people that don't, that don't know anything about it, 
didn't lose anything by it at all. Well, and speaking of new viewers, this is totally the the, the title of the episode is one of those clever double double meanings yeah. because double entendre. No, it really wasn't a double. <laughs> it wasn't a double, it was a double meaning. You're exactly right. Uh, it is a repilot for the show. It is a new rose. It is a new eleventh hour. It it is a fresh jumping on point. Even with not having a new doctor, it's still fresh enough and felt like a new a new start that anybody could join on at this point. And that's one of the things I also liked about it, that Rose aspect of it. Sarah really liked the episode too. Holly and, she, and the kids really liked it. She this has one not too. been big on Capaldi her his entire run. Part of that was her dislike for Clara, but she likes Bill and I think so I, I think she's going to start warming up to him. I have uh, one other piece of feedback that didn't get in uh, other than verbally and I said that I would mention it. Odd Duck Phil called me tonight. <laughs> and he said, I have two things for you. One, I really like the episode. Although I'm devastated that the t- opening title sequence wasn't Dr. Watt. <laughs> <laughs> he says, she said that, and the music started, and I got so close to my TV going, please do it, please do it, please do it. <laughs> and it wasn't, and I was disappointed. Uh, the other thing that he said is he loved Bill, and he's very frustrated because he wonders if Bill wouldn't have been better served being brought on much earlier in regards of basically getting rid of Clara. Not that we don't love Clara, because we do, but I think we've all kind of voiced our dissatisfaction with last season and how it just kind of seemed to be her hanging on instead of taking of the graceful bow. <laughs> Not all well, of The majority of us, <laughs> right? <laughs> Two-thirds? Uh, kind of, yeah. part of it. Uh, instead of taking the graceful bow out at Christmas when it logically made sense for her to yeah. leave and kind of dealing with everything last season. Uh, so that was his two cents on it. I'm in the same boat. I, I, I agree with you. As much as I've joked about I want a whole Movellan story arc, I know you're not going to get that in New Who. I know it's not going to happen, and it logically doesn't make sense. Um, so for them to show up in their glorified cameo and get owned uh, was a lot of fun. I was a little shocked that the Daleks were a footnote in the Dalek episode that was going to kick off the season. <laughs> and I'm fine with yeah, it. Fine oh, with it too. Yeah, I was so, such refreshment that it wasn't a, oh, it's the Dalek episode. I, You know, because we've kind of, don't get me wrong, I love the Daleks, but I'm kind of tired of them too. <laughs> and so that was just really great. And I like the fact that you're, you're so right when you say it was. it felt like Rose. It had this momentum that carried it forward that it was building... Bill as a character and we got a little bit of her home life and we get a little bit of school life and we get a little bit of the work life and we get a little bit of the doctor life and it just kind of kept bouncing back and forth between them and it did a fine job of kind of building it up to that moment and when we get the inside the TARDIS finally <laughs> and we I love dra- how drawn out oh we drag it out forever <laughs> and of course she she finally gets in and I'm on the edge of my, my seat favorite part. <laughs> and we get the very slow pullback through the room and the lights come up and I've got this big stupid grin on my face and I turned to Mel and I said does this bit ever get old <laughs> and she looked at me and she had this big stupid grin on her face and went no <laughs> you know the, you live for these moments it's like the rest of the show just kind of happens in between the, <laughs> <laughs> the bigger, bigger the inside moment and they dragged it out, and they teased it, and they teased it, and even Naruto goes, kitchen. "Doesn't we already get here it's by like now?" A kitchen. <laughs> it's like a kitchen, uh, but that was so it's a push through. Oh, and then I love Naruto's the... line uh, referencing the the Leela explanation. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. box inside of a smaller box. box. Didn't make it happen. What? <laughs> yeah, most people stick on that one. <laughs> now, now just build it. I just I just love when she finally gets to it's bigger on the inside and then <laughs> her last, like, hey she got there <laughs> finally it's like wow it's so good and not having been a Narl fan up to this point I'm glad his level of involvement in this episode I thought he was just the right amount I think that's going to be the key to this series and I think that's what they're where they're going with it I also like that we we still have this mystery of how did I mean we had the one throwaway line of well I brought you back you know I mean it's like we don't know how he got out well, of that and thing they even to have the mechanical parts at the beginning where you hear yeah. the, the claw the ee, 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 and then you see the thing drop off of his arm and then, and then, then he shoves away. it underneath the, he... I love the fact that uh, they, they did that like they're giving us a little hey we're going to drop little pieces of how Nardle survived, how he came back. We're gonna we're gonna give that to you. We're gonna give it to you really slowly, but we're gonna give it to you. So I <laughs> well, and this may be it. Too. Yeah, that could. And be. if it is, you it, know. that works. It's uh, what happened in that scene 
spoke volumes of oh, yeah. how it works. It's not like we really know how Strax came back. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, we do. He, he was just unconscious. He was just unconscious. He fainted. Yeah, right. We had that many episodes. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, that episode was mounds and mounds above what Ang- I was mad anger. about when he showed back <laughs> up. <laughs> I feel like I need to go back and rewatch Husbands of River Song because I'm still not quite sure how Marvel survived. He was inside the. I yeah, know, you heard but him I, in the, yeah, I heard the him in there, cabin. and I, I know he died, and I heard him in the chest. Well, he plate, didn't but, die. Well, his head was his head cut was off. Fine. His body was just gone. <laughs> so he, just he gone. just built him a new mechanical body. Yeah. For his head. Okay. <laughs> it's a Doctor Who thing. You I know, know I'm you not going to get. Made him. me think of instantly as soon as that happened. The 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 bit fell and the hint. I thought Robot Master. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're going shock a doctor. Yeah, doctor shock a doctor. Okay, that fixes a lot of it actually. <laughs> but see, Naro has his actual head still. I think that's true. Yeah, it's so. not an actual robot. He has his head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let it slide. Nardle in this episode went a long way toward making me okay with Nardle being in all the episodes. I still don't quite know how I feel about it. I'll let you know at the end of the season. But for well, right I think now, they've set it up well enough was, that. Nardle doesn't have to be in every single episode. He can be back on Earth guarding the vault of he is or whatever. In every episode, though. We already know that. Well, he's, they said virtually every episode. We know that he's in every episode now. He's in every episode until we kill him. I mean, that could be virtually. It does, we don't know until <laughs> we, we get there. Yeah, we don't know until we've seen every episode. But uh, it, We he, do. They said he's in every episode. You keep saying virtually, but they came back later and said, well, no, he actually is in every episode. So. Uh-huh. They went a long way toward justifying that <laughs> I, I might be okay with Nardle being in every episode. <laughs> I still love Nardle. I don't know why you guys don't like about Marvel's I just, Nardle. I love him. I think he's great. He's a nice... He's a, he's a canine. That's what he is. He's canine. He is He is the doctor's Mickey canine. Mickey was a better robot. That's dog. what he's... What he, no. <laughs> the tin dog. The yeah. tin dog. But I'd rather, I'd rather have a tin dog. <laughs> he's, a, he's a better working canine. version of uh, Chameleon. I mean, it's just... <laughs> that's what he is. He's just... He's there... Without the he's there without the chameleon aspect of it. <laughs> he's there. He's there as an extension of of the TARDIS. I just that's he. I, it works. I'd so rather well. have the TARDIS. It works I'd, so well. Like I said, I, I I'm, I'm not a Nardle. I've just hater. not been wowed by Matt Lucas so far by anything I've seen him in. I think that's the difference. You like Matt Lucas as a comedian. I do like, I do like and Matt we Lucas. haven't been as exposed to him. Yeah, I'm not exposed to him other than Nardle. So and the one episode of Community was okay. he in that show? He was the one that tried to kidnap Abed at, in the, at the Inspector Spacetime convention. <laughs> you don't remember it. Sean doesn't remember Maybe I one. haven't seen that far. Maybe I trailed off and didn't well, finish it. What season saw, was that in? That was, that was before it got canceled. Was so, I doing homework during three, that one? So it, it was, was season three. Yeah, it was late. Uh, maybe I missed three. it then. Because it was, it was the, yeah, it was the first season that Dan Harmon left. Yes. See, I thought I saw everything up to the, the Yahoo season, so... But maybe, maybe no, I, and it was before the Yahoo season. Yeah, it was way yeah. before the Yahoo season. I must have been doing homework during that one. I don't remember that at all. But I remember them introducing Abed to Spe- Inspector Spacetime. I don't remember a convention. Uh, no, there was some. Okay. <laughs> at any rate, I think Nardle went a long way toward fixing Nardle, which, <laughs> which was great. Going back to Bill, the the way that her character was constructed, that we we get you know chips, and I think that's probably another. Rose influence when we have a school reunion. <laughs> Why am I serving chips? You know, but um, to to get the the little bit of her home life and kind of realize that wow, this is not great. Your 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 stepmom's kind of meh. It's a foster mom. It's her foster mom. mom. Yeah. And I love the fact that the doctor went back in time to get pictures of her yes, mom for her. That, that was, was such so nice. a moment. <laughs> and we know it definitely was him because <laughs> in, in the, the background of the picture. And, and I the picture. I wondered at the. When when it was first, it, I overthought it. When it happened, I missed the emotional moment because she sees him in the photo, and Mel goes, "Is that him in the photo?" And I went, "Yeah." How are they going to explain this? And they didn't. And I kind of kept waiting for the. <laughs> why is this important to the plot? And it wasn't until long after the episode ended that I went, "Oh, <laughs> it he shows was, his affection for he her." He was just being nice. Wow, he must really like you because. <laughs> Twelve doesn't do that for anybody. <laughs> well, it, and it went a long way for the the. They were building up that whole. She was kind of seeing signs of something yeah. that is unique or different right. about him. Uh, the, 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 the carpet, carpet on yeah. the floor. Uh, when she asked him, you need. Uh, but she needed, said a crane. needed a crane to bring this in, and the carpet's on top of the the, the one tar- she brought uh, yeah, on the uh, or underneath the underneath the, the, yeah, the TARDIS corner. 
And so that moment, and the fact that she mentions that, you know, she didn't know her mom, she remember there's hardly any pictures, and then suddenly the box picture shows up, and then she finds him in that one picture. So it was those little things. And then enough to have her follow him down to that room with the vault. And I thought the nice little nod, too. There was another nice little line drop moment when he asked Snartle, how did you set the alarm? And he said, friends, <laughs> friends only. <laughs> and I thought that's exactly why she got in. And yeah. so it was just those little nice little nugget moments that worked really well yeah. in this episode. One of the things that I really enjoyed was um, the whole, I'm going to call it the controversy, over, oh, Bill's sexuality handled. It was beautiful. Well, it was I, perfectly fine. And dude, it wasn't. There were I, I noticed a lot of comments online of people saying that it was overstated. And I thought it was not overstated. It was not overstated was, at all. It was mentioned so you knew, but it wasn't and, and overstated. And so it would work with the monster plot, too. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, was it overstated in the fact that they really drove home the fact that Bill was interested in this one particular woman? Sure, but that's because she had to be for purposes of the plot. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just... There, uh, there was more plot aspect of it than I thought there would be because yeah. of that girl. Uh, again, I think it goes back to the reason why it was talked about and brought up again a week or two before this episode lies is because they're getting ahead of it again. They're 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 preparing people for that and yeah. I didn't I don't think I, don't think, I still don't think it needed to. No, that's I don't what think they're I did either. That's yeah, I don't I don't think what they I, I still don't even if it hadn't been the way it was done, I don't think it's news. I don't think it's something that needs to be reported on. And now that it has come out and this is the way it is, it's just like, okay, let it be its thing and yeah. move on. Yeah. I don't understand why this thing. But I thought it was handled well. Um, in fact, I was a little despondent because I thought Bill and this other chick would have made a cute couple. <laughs> but um, I, I liked... I did, there was just so much about Bill that was great. I mean, she is going to be a phenomenal... And now I'm kind of worried because... <laughs> and that was the, the worry is is kind of a... Maybe worry is too strong a word. Melancholy. There's a strong sense of melancholy that hung over this episode for me. And I think it's just because I know where we're going. And I'm, I'm already sad. I don't want Capaldi to leave because this is evidence of it. This is so much good. And um, I, I'm I'm already there, and yeah, you, know, you, shouldn't cons- you shouldn't do that to yourself. At no, all. I mean Odd Phil consoled me a little bit. He says know. it's far better for a doctor to leave when they want to, rather than stay on until we want them to, <laughs> or leave before they want to. <laughs> or, yeah, it's okay. That, <laughs> yeah. And you know, I, I can't disagree with him. He's totally right there. So, uh, but yeah, this was just t- top to bottom. It was a fun episode. It was a really interesting way to do it. And I mean, recently there was a. I don't know if it was a rumor or confirmed that that Bill's only doing it's one season. It's just two. rumored at yeah, this okay. point. Still, so I mean that's that's out there too. Yeah. So I really liked the way it was shot. I, yeah, I thought some of the uh, 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 I call them Sherlockian transitions, where they've got the visuals that pop up about like when he's when he's uh, lecturing about time and if your events were you know and how they put everything up behind him to kind of show film reels. Uh, I thought that was a great visualization of it. There was just a lot of really cool stuff going on in this. Um, yeah. One thing I also really liked about it is we didn't have Grumpy Doctor. He wasn't, you know, it's been who knows how long since we, he left Clara and we've had the two adventures, but we didn't send him down the oncoming storm, the the, the moody, dark, alone doctor, because obviously he's auditioning somebody and doesn't fully see Nardole as a full-time companion. Yeah. So we didn't take him that way. In fact, we almost went the opposite direction with Capaldi, who previously has been gruff, and we almost softened him more to get a new companion to it. I really like that swing where before Clara, Eleven was so moody and dark and up on a cloud the entire time. and like They could have gone that way with it, and they didn't. I really like that. Well, he's had other adventures where he went off and, you know, well, he, and he, went to, he went to the twist. That's true. And he went to that haunted house. And, you know, he's... he's, he's He's, he's he took going, those he he's, took those comic book writers off to that planet. He's, he's had some other stuff. Going I think on. also though, I think what this did really well was the you get the impression that you know well Bill's not ready to travel with him. She you know she she's making this plea to him. First of all, you know, all, you know all of these things you do all this adventure, and he's like, no, it's you know you're not coming with me. We're not you know you we can't go find 
her, you know, because she says, will we ever see her again? And he says, probably not. I mean, it's, it, there's this final, we're not traveling type thing. And she makes the she makes a comment. I don't even remember exactly what she says, but he looks at River, and it was almost a move on moment. He looks at Rivers and realizes, you know, this doesn't have to be an end. This doesn't have to be a finite thing. Yeah. And that's why he meets her then outside because it's more of a, you know, you're right. The the adventure moves on, and so that I thought was a, a nice way to do that as well. So. And right before that, when he's going to wipe her memory. Oh yeah, that was it. Yeah. Was the memory thing. Yeah. Did you, Did you guys catch the musical cue? Yes. The Clara. When she, when she says, yeah. "How would you yeah. feel if somebody did this to you?" Yeah. And then they played Clara's theme, and I went, oh, "That's what it was. That's what convinced oh. me. That's what. That's what yeah. That was a really nice touch. It was a nice touch. And I like that she goes from the pleading from well, a week. Give me a week. Okay, just just a day. Give me one day. And then she's ready to do it. She's like, "All right, fine. Just just do it." And then she says, but why, you know, how would you feel if somebody did this to you? And he has that realization moment and the little <laughs> music in the background. That's Which suddenly, we, I think we kind of, they hinted that he realized what was happening at the end of the Clara. Well, he had that line of, you can figure out uh, somebody by the hole missing in your life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but we weren't really 100% for sure if he was cognitively aware of what had happened right, just that exactly. something had happened yeah exactly and that he doesn't remember it but this line almost makes me think maybe he is aware of it and yeah. has just decided uh, to i don't I, I i think this that line made him aware of it if anything i don't know that it did i don't think he oh you think maybe now i think her saying now that is what maybe made him he think that may, thinks that maybe he's remembering that he was mind wiped i think that was i think that was a a a key moment that that Maybe unlocked that for him a little bit. Maybe not entirely. I don't think he remembers everything, but I think that was just a, a, enough of a jog of, hey, wait a minute, this did happen to me, type thing. So, without a memory worm, yeah. At the very least, a reminder because there was, at the end of the ep- of that season, when he was playing the guitar and playing Clara's theme, he called it Clara. Right. So, well, yeah, the, we, it's we, obviously we know in that there. there's, yeah, we yeah. know that it's in there and trying to get out. There's but, a lot of subconscious stuff going on. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just a wonderful start to the first season, and I'm I'm thoroughly excited. I I'm, I just had this flash of, yay, Doctor Who's back. This is what I was watching. <laughs> yay, Doctor Who's back, and we get you know twelve solid weeks of do- oh no Memorial Day. So I'm, I hope that they don't do the Memorial Day thing. Has anybody seen? I've seen that the, the uh, schedule for BBC America apparently has been posted. I didn't look all the way out. Uh, I'm going to the website Memorial now to try to see. Okay. While you do that, are we, we talking a little bit about the schedule? Let's What's talk about the schedule, schedule since we're going to go into that. Obviously, there's no real homework. <laughs> this, this yeah, sem- there is. Watch the, Doctor Who next Saturday. The, <laughs> this semester is very light for all of you on homework, other than. Watch Doctor Who. That's good because I was going to audit this class. And... <laughs> BBC America only has up to April twenty sixth. Yeah, I kind of figured okay. they didn't go out too far. Well, then maybe they're still thinking about it. Uh, so next week is episode two of the season, Smile. Smile. And our Friday night Who for next week is the girl who wait, the girl who waited. That's yeah. the name of that one, right? Yeah. There's so many the girl who that I start to get them confused. <laughs> The girl who waited, it's the 11th Doctor and Amy and the handbots, because that's as close as I could come up. I thought it worked really well. Well, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> the, the rationales for some I, of the I've Friday been, Night Who's this I, time I, out are like, I've yeah, okay. I've been very kind of hands-off on how you've been looking at that. I haven't even looked at the titles really that much. And it was when I saw the preview for the next one that I went, oh, okay, that's why he scheduled that. <laughs> so so, so some, some of them are very... Worked for me. Lowest common denominator kind of connection. It's like, okay. <laughs> Like the one that's coming up, knock knock. Let's do end of time. <laughs> oh, is that why you chose? That's that why one? I because chose of the that knocking one. because of the knocking. That's as far <laughs> as that thought process went. So, but yeah, the full schedule for the uh, run of season ten is posted on our website. So, if you would like to know more, or if you would like to join us for our Friday night who, please do so. Now that BritBox has made itself available here in the U.S., you can take advantage of it and. Join us for some of these classic episodes. By the way, I did uh, finally sign up for BritBox. Did you? Last week, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I actually, that's another thing I've been doing this week is I'm going back and watching uh, Are You Being Served? I, <laughs> I, I, think I, I don't think I've ever seen the first season of it. So that's been a joy to go back. I, I never saw it in sequence. It was always whenever I was at Grandma's and it was on. Yeah, watch on it, PBS. But, <laughs> yeah. I always watched it on PBS. But 
But yeah, definitely never seen any of the first season because I've not seen any that I've seen. But I do want to remind everybody of a challenge that we put out for the Goodreads Traveling the Vortex book club. If you remember a few weeks ago, I did challenge our listeners to um, those of us especially that are already book club members. If you're not book club members, get on there and become a book club member. Yeah, uh, you, you join that book club because I mean, even if you don't do every book every month, you can you can you can watch along, you can read along, you can see what other people are commenting about books. Uh, and it's a great community of people. Anyway. Sometimes they're marked spoiler free, so you might get an idea for a book that you you know might want to read. You can go back through the old threads and see. But the challenge was for those of you that are members of the book club, and you can join this week and then also bring members of the book club if you'd like to, and you still qualify. We're going to do this all the way till the end of May. Bring two members, true new members to the book club on goodreads send us a uh, notification let us know that they're in there and that they're yours some way that we can verify it we're going to put you into a drawing your name goes into a drawing for a prize that we will draw for at the end of may Uh, so you've got a whole nother month and a half yet to do this and uh, just whoever bring how many as many as you can but i want at least two to qualify to go into the drawing Uh, they can be personal friends they can be online friends uh doesn't matter just bring them to the book club and let's get more people in the book club and uh, there's a chance to uh win a special prize at the end of that so and a big shout out thank you to holly and chrissy and uh rachel and uh uh, mitch Mitch. and Brittany Brittany for uh, handling the admin duties of the book club so diligently and flawlessly month after month week after week day after day uh and putting the, the love and care into that that we are not willing to (laughs) (laughs) be sure to uh go to our uh, page travelingtovortex.com and if you can you can support us on patreon there um there are also some links that you can click through as well is there anything else we need to add this week before we uh, wrap this up i don't think so who's back baby (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna do it for this week until next week oh wait you were looking something up i i told you oh it was the schedule yeah all right that's gonna do it for this week until next week i'm glenn i'm sean i'm keith cheers good night everybody be seeing you Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.